What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the True Crime Society podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. Olivia is still gracing us with her presence, even after her very serious injury, which I hope you're feeling better. Uh, so, long story, but we're renovating our house at the moment. I was over there yesterday just having a look, and the neighbor's tiny little terrier dog was there I didn't see it and I kind of tripped I didn't even fall over which is weird I just kind of tripped and caught myself and I landed must have landed funny and as soon as I did it I could tell that my toe was not right (laughs) it was that it didn't hurt very much but it was at a very 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 weird angle and it would not move it was just like up (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was so weird. And um, I had flip-flops on, thongs for Aussies, flip-flops for you guys. Um, um, do you call them flip-flops? I think you do. Yeah, flip-flops. Yeah. And so I couldn't even get the flip-flop off. That's how up the toe was. <laughs> uh, so I called the doctor. They told me to go to the hospital. So I waited for four hours at the hospital, which, you know, I'm not whinging. It was fine. They had to do x-rays because they wouldn't touch it until they knew it wasn't broken wasn't broken and then he injected it with painkillers and put it back into place which even with but, the painkillers was the most most painful five seconds of my life like it was super quick but my god it was painful yeah so, just thinking about it like it's oh, he's like he's like I'm just gonna touch it and I knew he was lying to me I knew he was lying to me <laughs> because I'm just gonna you know and then he did it and I was like oh my god so anyway it was quick and but it's I always assumed with the dislocation that as soon as they put it back into place it's pretty back to normal like it is it's way more normal than it was but it's still very sore I guess if your bones are out of place it's going to take a while for you for it to heal yeah I feel (laughs) like it's still sore for a bit after I've never dislocated anything but like oh my god neither have I until yesterday yeah my dad's like dislocated his shoulder my sister's boyfriend dislocated his shoulder so many times that like it just happens a lot and he should probably get surgery but I've heard that once you do it apparently it can happen more often which I hope not but yeah it's like easier for it to happen again it was not we had such a fun Friday night plan too anyway probably worked out for the best because I've got no hangover today (laughs) (laughs) that that little dog is like a bad omen oh my gosh and he's I did it twice yesterday like he's really sweet but I think he's a bit senile so he just wants (laughs) to be like as close to you as he possibly can so I did it once and it was fine and then I did it again and I was like oh my god like just so I don't step on him and kill him because he's so tiny but, That's also oh not God. your dog. Why is he always there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know. He's just always there. Like, the electrician sent me a photo yesterday, and the dog's just, like, it's like a real creepy photo. The dog's just sitting in the corner, <laughs> in the corner. just, like, looking. I'm like, what is going on with his little dog? Anyway. It's really very sad and <laughs> pathetic looking. <laughs> so that was my fun Friday. Yeah. Well, some people had a, a not-so-fun mm. Friday that live in Miami. It's probably a bad segue. But. Yeah. The other day, it was actually, when I say good timing, I mean, I guess, fortunate timing for me because I was online. It was nighttime here and it was also nighttime where you guys are. So I think it was early evening here and probably, you know, middle, early I morning like, there. I think it happened at like 1 a.m. or like 1.30 yeah, a.m. And I kept seeing all of a sudden all these photos of this Miami building collapse. So I made a, f- a post on the Facebook page for our for True Crime Society, even though it's not really true crime. I figured it would be pretty public interest and would probably eventually involve true crime. Mm-hmm. And it's just been crazy. Like the post has been shared, I think, like 60,000 times. It's had seven over 7 million views. It's just such a terrible situation that everyone – it's unbelievable, which is why I think everyone is sharing it and – is just in disbelief about what's happened. I read today they originally said 99 people were still missing and I think today I saw the figure was 159. So 
Wow. I guess. How would you even know how many people are in those condos? Like if whole families were in there, you know, how would you even know? Like, do you know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it would be such a hard figure to determine because there could be any amount of people in there at any given time. Yeah. I mean, I guess they would have to base it off of how many people live in which yeah. condo. But then it's like, what if they were having a sleepover? Maybe someone yeah. was not staying there that night. And, and I know, I think some of them were like vacation rentals where, you know, so they'd have to probably track down the owners, find out who was registered that weekend. Um, yeah, and, you know, like, they were like rentals. That's really Like, difficult. you know, some, sometimes when you book a rental, you might not put everyone in or there might be end up being more people coming or whatever. So it'd be such a hard yeah. figure for them to track down. It's just, I don't, I haven't, I'll just have a quick look. Hold on, let's see if I can see how many survivors yet. Yeah, it's, it's so like, it's so scary to think that that could just happen. Imagine just minding your own business, well, probably sleeping since it was like 1 a.m. and the whole fucking building just collapses. Like, you'd wake up so confused. And if you're not yeah. dead. It says um, they've only found 11 people injured, which I think yesterday it was 10. So they've obviously found one more yeah. person alive. Four people have been confirmed as dead and there are at least 159 unaccounted for. I can't believe how many people they still haven't found. Yeah. Like I, I thought I they would have found more dead people by now. I saw a photo and it was of a firefighter kind of on top of the rubble and he just looked like a tiny little speck. So it gives you a bit of a perspective about how much rubble and debris there is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like you would never, ever think that this could happen, that it would be allowed to happen. I know that I've read that it was built on reclaimed wetlands and that some guy had said it had been sinking since the 1990s or whatever. But, God, it's just crazy to think that it could happen. I hope that someone's at fault so all these yeah. people can sue someone and i was even thinking imagine because not all the buildings fell down like it was like a partial a big partial collapse but imagine owning one of owning the other buildings like i saw one condo what was sold for seven hundred and ten thousand recently so i'm assuming there were ones that were also more expensive imagine having that big of an asset and it being unlivable and unusable like i don't even know what insurance if insurance yeah. would cover that i don't know I guess they have to wait to figure out, to see what happened, because if someone's at fault, they should be able to sue them too. Yeah, you'd think so. I think it's going to be a long process. But imagine, like, being asleep in one of, part of the building that didn't collapse and just hearing, like, this ruckus and probably, like, an earthquake and then just seeing half of the building gone that you're currently in. I know one person released CCTV footage of, like, she must have had a camera in a lounge room or something, and you could just see all the, like, plaster and stuff falling. So it would scary. Just be- and there's also been the kind of stories of, I guess, survivors and, you know, people who were meant to be there and weren't there. And I know there's a really, really sad one of a lady who was out. Maybe she was away for the night or whatever, and her husband and her son were still there and they're missing. So you just think, God, how would you ever go on in a situation like that when your whole family's gone? Ugh, it's really awful. It's terrible. I hope there wasn't a lot of pets in there either. Mm, didn't even think about that yet, but... <laughs> Oh, well, I was just thinking because I was like, what if I was in there and then like half my building collapsed and it's like I would have to get my cats and I'd have I to know. leave. I, I always think about, well, it's it's not, it's kind of similar, but not really. Like when they have the bushfires here and I always hear that people left their pet, pets behind. I was like, my pets would be the first thing I would grab. I only have dogs. So yeah. I don't have like horses or anything. I know that would be way harder, but you know, you could, that I would never, if I could, you know, help it ever, ever leave them behind. It'd be terrible. No for way. Who had to, I would yeah. 
I think I would die trying to not leave them behind. <laughs> I just yeah, love them hear so the people much. Duck, they ran back in for the cat. <laughs> yep, that'd be me. Yep. They're, bo- they're both sitting here with me right now, co-hosting as usual. Mm. But anyways, um, I was going to say on a lighter note, but not really a lighter mm-hmm. note. I feel like this could be a longer episode, so probably won't chat that much in the beginning, I guess. But today we're going to talk about... Um, Josh Duggar and his many scandals and crimes. I posted on our Instagram story probably like a month ago or around when he was arrested if people would be interested in an episode about him and his family and everything. And a lot of people said yes. Some people even messaged us and someone someone actually messaged us and said that their old Spanish teacher's son was dating one of the daughters. And I think that they're the, the more normal ones that have like distanced themselves from the family at this point so everyone's interested and i finally got around to finishing that up and i'm very sick of the duggars now as we all know um in may josh duggar who is the oldest of the bunch he was arrested on two different charges for child pornography for receiving and possessing child pornography and a lot more has come out about that and kind of relates to in the past he had a scandal where he as a teen he molested some of his sisters he also had a big ashley madison scandal so kind of seems like it was all leading up to this moment so we're going to get into all that because it's happened over a span of many years and a lot of people kind of forgot about it so we'll start off with who are the duggars you don't know you're pretty lucky (laughs) yeah i feel like they at one point like tlc the channel was literally just the duggars channel yeah even down here like when i I remember when i was younger the duggars were always on tv even all the way down here in australia yeah i like i never watched it i was never into that like i really just like didn't care maybe because i was like busy like going out partying at that time so like i really didn't care about the duggars too much and i don't know so i know some people were very into them they had a lot of fans it's very popular show i feel like a lot of those kind of reality shows get the real um dedicated dedicated fans like the goslands and uh what's the other lady's name honey boo boo whatever her name was you know those type of shows always get the crazy crazy fans yeah i think so too and they're always like the same type of fans, but <laughs> so anyways, um, as we were saying, the Duggars, they're a family from Arkansas, and they were behind the TLC reality series 19 Kids and Counting. Formerly they were 17 kids and counting, and before that, and then they were 18 kids and counting. <laughs> so the show ran for seven years before it was canceled, kind of at its peak in 2015, thanks to Josh. This is the story of my family. We're the Duggars. That's me. I'm Michelle. There's Jim Bob, my wonderful husband, and our children. Josh is our oldest. He married Anna, and they had our first grandchildren, Mackenzie, Michael, and Marcus. Then there's Jana, John David, Jill, she married Derek, Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joanna, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan, and our youngest daughter, Josie. That's a grand total of 19, and I delivered every one of them. Of course, with this many kids, we do things a little different than most families. It isn't always easy, but somehow we make it all work. 
So I'm assuming most of you know that basically they're known for having 19 kids and naming them all J names because they believed that God, they were just going to have as many kids as God would let them have and didn't use birth control or anything like that. So, you know, it was kind of, like you said, like the Kate plus eight, like Octomom, like shock factor of just like, whoa, how the fuck do they have so many kids? <laughs> So all their kids' names started with J's. There was 19 of them, 9 daughters, 10 sons. Their names were Josh, then there's Jonna and John, David, who were twins, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joanna, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Joanna, Jennifer, Jordan, Grace, and Josie, with Josh being the oldest. Just took some liberty and just decided that Ginger started with a J instead of a G. Yeah, they took some G names and just made them J's. So. I wonder why they picked J. Like, what is the significance of J? Maybe Jesus or something? I don't know. But. I feel like it was like they just started with Josh and then yeah, they just thought, let's keep it going. And then just had to keep going. So during the duration of the show, there was two children who were born, three children were married during the show, and then four grandchildren were born. It began in September. 2008 and concluded in May 2015. It was TLC's most popular show, averaging 2.3 million viewers per new episode in season 10 and scoring in the Nielsen Cable Top 25. Um, it also resulted in various spinoffs on um, the children, kind of, you know, there's marriage specials, baby specials. Anytime the family did fucking anything, it was a special. <laughs> Cashing in. Yeah, they really did cash in. I, yeah. So, as I mentioned, the Duggars, they had kind of a different extreme religion, which is how they ended up having so many children. They are um, devout Baptists, and the show focuses a lot on their extreme values, which focus on purity and modesty. So, some details about that. They've decided to allow God to determine the number of children they will have, which is why they don't use any form of contraception and have wound up with 19 children. All their children are homeschooled with limited access to entertainment, like movies or television. And they practice chaperone courtship, which means if any of the children are to go on a date, they need a chaperone until they are married. So basically, they, they always have a third wheel with them, just hanging out. Parents must have been so busy. Imagine homeschooling 19 children. I had to homeschool my two children last year for a few weeks, and that was enough. I didn't even know how they would do that for their whole lives. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a legit class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so weird. So the values presented on the show have been associated with the Quiverful movement, which is kind of controversial. It's like a offshoot extreme religion, kind of. Um, it's been described as promoting strict family conformity, male hierarchies, and subservient roles for women. They see large families as blessings from God and encourage procreation, abstaining from all forms of birth control, including family planning. Like, you're not allowed to plan when you're going to have babies. That just has to happen. And they're also against sterilization, obviously. This is a clip of Josh and his wife, Anna, talking about dating versus courtship on their wedding special, which was called A Very Duggar Wedding. Great name. <laughs> Our relationship started as a courtship versus dating, and 
that is trusting God for the one person that's right for you versus shopping around trying to find the right one. Dating is training for divorce. It's like, oh, I'm in love. And a week later, they break up. Next guy, oh, I'm in love. Two weeks later, they break up. And it's, it's training for a divorce mentality where courtship is first praying and asking the Lord, Lord, I love you more than anybody. So is this the person you want me to marry? Our marriage is very different from other people's marriages our age or you know, even people that have been married for a long time because of the fact that we are trying, our goal is to remain pure before marriage. The emotions are there, but the, the heart is, it's like you, I love her so much that I would not step over that line. I would not cross that line because I love her that much and I'm looking forward to that. But it's such a blessing to know that when you give your heart to that person that you're giving your whole heart and not giving bits and pieces. My mom and I, um, a couple weeks before we got married, were able to sit down and have a conversation about what marriage was and how special it is once you're married to be able to be intimate emotionally and physically with your husband. And it was special. Um, and I think it's important to wait until you need that information to get it because a lot of people get it too soon and they ended up they end up making choices that they regret. Are you nervous? About what? About kissing for the first time? No. We've we've we have talked about it some and just making sure that we're on the same page as far as getting it prepared and being ready. <laughs> Did you Google or YouTube how to kiss? What's that? Google or YouTube how to kiss. No, 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 no. They have it on there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just remember when I was uh, growing up, I felt very insecure and unprotected when I dated. And this is a very protecting situation where fathers and daughters work together to find the right one. And that way the guy has to be accountable to the dad and he better toe the line. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so some background on just Josh. On June 15th, 2007, he entered into a courtship with Anna Keller. And on June 23rd, 2008, they got engaged. And then they got married on September 26, 2008. <laughs> oh my God, my cats, my cats are doing that thing where you like open the door and then they both just sit there and look at you. It's like, go out. <laughs> So over the years, they had several children. Most recently, on April 23rd, 2021, they announced they were expecting their seventh child. Very unfortunate timing, considering what was about to happen. Literally the worst timing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and their wedding was featured in the TLC special. Like I said, a very Duggar wedding it included the wedding planning, preparation, rehearsal, ceremony, and reception. And Along with their uh, family values, Josh and Anna saved their first kiss for their wedding day. Very cute. How romantic. <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> um, and they had birth specials for like the first four or five of their kids. Until Josh went and fucked it all up for them. <laughs> so a little bit about politics, which normally I wouldn't really get into because it is, you know, a bomb of a subject with anyone but i think it relates to everything that goes on because they were very extreme in their political beliefs and of course um josh's behavior was exactly the opposite of his beliefs that he preached about frequently 
The Duggar family, they're a Republican family, and Josh was active in conservative politics. While running his car dealership, he also worked as a part-time political consultant and worked on the campaigns for a few Republican presidential candidates. From June 2013 to May 2015, he was the executive director of FRC Action, which was a political action and lobbying organization sponsored by the Family Research Council. Boring, I know. (laughs) But it matters in the end, so pay attention. (laughs) So when describing his position with the organization, he stated that he would be focusing on engaging the grassroots and taking the message of faith, family, and freedom all across America. He described his family as the epitome of conservative values and advocates for what he terms family-centered and conservative Christian right political viewpoints, including opposition to abortion, divorce, and gay marriage. And Josh Duggar has been referred to as an anti-gay activist by GLAAD, a pro-LGBT rights organization formerly known as the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. So basically, his like big platform was having a big modern family between a man and a woman, quote, as it should be, and um, he called it true marriage, and he was just very against gay rights and basically tried to brand himself and his family as very wholesome and American. So this is a clip of him at one of his true marriage rallies talking about strong family values and all that. Well, good morning. It's a great day to be here in Arkansas, a little bit chilly. Uh, I'm Josh Duggar, the executive director of Family Research Council Action in Washington, D.C., and a, a native Arkansan as well myself. Now, some of you may know that I'm part of a a small family from Northwest Arkansas. We only have uh, 19 kids in our family, so my parents really tried. Uh, Let me tell you, though, this is is an honor for me to be here and to stand with so many of you. You know, when I think of our Constitution and what our founders set out, it was to create a country that was built on we the people. And let me tell you, right here in Arkansas, we the people have spoken and we have said we support marriage. And then just to double down so you really get a vibe of what they believed in, this is um, a clip of a robocall from Michelle Duggar, the mom, talking about her stance against allowing transgender males to use female bathrooms. So it's um, pretty cringy, um, but it just kind of lets you know how strong their beliefs are and why in the end it's all kind of ironic. The Fayetteville City Council is voting on an ordinance this Tuesday night that would allow men, yes, I said men, to use women's and girls' restrooms, locker rooms, showers, sleeping areas, and other areas that are designated for females only. I don't believe the citizens of Fayetteville would want males with past child predator convictions that claim they are female to have a legal right to enter private areas reserved for women and girls. We should never place the preference of an adult over the safety and innocence of a child. Parents, who do you want undressing next to your daughter at the public swimming pool's private changing area? Because even in this robocall, she mentions that um, men can lie to go into the female bathrooms to take advantage of children. And in hindsight, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. So anyways, that brings us to the first allegations against him. 
um, the molestation of his sisters and another victim. Before we get into all of the molestation and child sex abuse stuff, obviously, trigger warning for people who that would trigger. You might not want to listen to this episode. I know we generally talk about dark stuff to begin with, but this is kind of a different ballpark for some people. Um, We don't talk about anything overly graphic, but just the topics in general I know can be upsetting. But also, I wanted to say, before someone tries to roast us for this, obviously, child abuse, child sex abuse, sex abuse in general, there's nothing funny about it. It's not something to take lightheartedly. It's very serious, and it affects the victims for life. And in doing this podcast, I want to be known that that's not lost on us. So if there's ever a moment where it seems like we're being lighthearted, or maybe we have a chuckle here and there, it's usually just about how ridiculous Ridiculous. the Duggar family is, and how absolutely absurd and wild josh duggar is for being the biggest hypocrite of all time but before anyone tries to drag us for being lighthearted about the stuff it we're not being lighthearted about the real issues just the entire shock factor of it all so i just want to put that out there before we got into it <laughs> so it came to light many years after it happened so on may 21st, 2015, In Touch Weekly got access to and released a redacted Arkansas State Police report via um, a Freedom of Information Act request and stated that Jim Bob Duggar reported that Josh molested five underage girls between 2002 and 2003 when Josh was 14 or 15 years old and that four of the victims were his sisters, um, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, and Joy Anna. And this is a clip from ABC News, just kind of talking about how hypocritical it all is and what went down a little bit. This is the story of my family. We're the Duggars. For years, the Duggar family has been portrayed on their TLC show, 19 Kids and Counting, as a wholesome Christian family with old-fashioned values. All right, let's all hold hands here, okay? No TV, modest dress. This one for the double date. No cursing. And above all, no premarital sex. We decided that there was going to be no kissing before marriage. But now they are a family under fire. After allegations surfaced, their oldest child, Josh Duggar, had inappropriate contact with several underage girls beginning when he was 14 years old. The family presented itself as the perfect all-American Christian family. And all of a sudden, one of the most salacious things you could imagine, which is child molestation, goes in and people can't help but look. It's like watching a train wreck. According to the report, and there is a copy of the report, obviously, like we always say, it'll be on our blog, but the PDF of the actual redacted report still exists, even though it was supposed to be destroyed. But as we all know, the internet never forgets. So it says that Jim Bob, I can never say Jim Bob and like not hate myself. No, it's such a ridiculous name. Jim Bob. <laughs> like, can't you just be Jim? <laughs> Jim Bob, the father, said in March 2000, he learned that Josh touched the breast and genital region of his sisters on multiple occasions while they were sleeping. Jim Bob and Michelle stated they were made aware of the incidents when Josh confessed and also stated that at the time the girls were unaware the abuse had occurred. Jim Bob said Josh was disciplined at home, which is not very fitting for what happened. But um, in March 2003, they learned of additional incidents and victims, including the touching of a babysitter, reaching under the dress of a younger sister who was in his lap and cornering a sister in the laundry room to reach under her clothing. 
They'd also been told the abuse included a much younger sister who, according to the Duggars, quote, didn't understand she had been improperly touched. At this point, Jim Bob brought the issue to the elders of their church for discussion, and they decided to enroll Josh in a counseling program that included physical labor. But Michelle Duggar said in an interview she remembers he was sent away for three months to help a family friend who was remodeling a building. Good plan. <laughs> I know. Like, clearly it, it didn't help. Clearly. Some reports suggest that he may have been sent to a facility in Little Rock, Arkansas, owned by the Institute in Basic Life Principles, a Christian ministry and training program. But no one's really been able to confirm or deny where he actually was. Kind of all hushed up, swept under the rug. Yeah, like they, I was watching a lot of clips today and they always kind of seem to dance around it in a way. Yeah. Um, Which makes me think he probably didn't really go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. So Josh returned home in July 2003, and his father took him to meet with their family friend, which is also disputed if he is a family friend or not, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, James Hutchins, who was an Arkansas state trooper. So this was the first time any real law enforcement authority was made aware of the incidents or the abuse. Jim Bob said Josh admitted to Hutchins that he committed molestation and he apologized for it. Just like, really? You just apologize? There wasn't any official action taken, and Hutchins apparently gave Josh a stern talk. Since then, via a lawyer, Hutchins has said he was only told of a single act of incestuous molestation and that he would have to, that he would have responded differently if he had known there were additional instances and victims. But Jim Bob claims that Hutchins was told the entire story and did know this and didn't do anything. So just as reference, Arkansas state law says that law enforcement officers are mandated reporters and are required to alert the Arkansas child abuse hotline when learning of any sexual abuse. So then in a not really so shocking twist with this story, James Hutchins, the maybe family friend, maybe not police officer, he was later arrested and convicted on unrelated charges of child pornography and is currently serving a 56-year prison sentence. So that really came full circle. Yeah. This is a clip of Jim Bob and Michelle talking to Megan Kelly about reporting the incident. And this is kind of what I was saying before, where they say that he was just an officer that was at the police station when they went and that he knew the whole story. But Hutchins, he's saying like he knew them and they didn't tell him the whole story. So it's not if he said, she said in that situation everyone just kind of trying to cover their own ass jim bob and michelle want to look like they didn't try to cover up this whole thing and let josh get off with no punishment by just having an apology and obviously um james hutchins doesn't want to make it seem like he didn't report um child abuse even though he is now in jail for that how did you choose the person to whom you would surrender him? Because there's been some question about whether you chose a friend, someone who you knew would go easy on him. Yeah. Now, I had a towing business for years, and so I did know a lot of the officers around here. But we went into the Arkansas State Police and... At police headquarters? At the police headquarters, walked in, this man was there. We went in and talked to him and said, hey, my son has something that he needs to share with you. And we actually took a witness with us. We went in and sat down and he shared everything. He told it all. He told everything. 
And, uh, and we had no idea that what that officer was going through on his own. So the audience knows that officer is now in jail for 56 years for child pornography charges. Yeah. Did you have any idea he was involved in any we of that? We had no at the idea. Time? That came out years later. I mean, we were like shocked yeah. to read that in the. So to, to critics who say, oh, we they had, chose that guy no, because they thought no he'd be idea. sympathetic. I didn't know anything true. about this guy besides that he was an officer there at the headquarters. And now from prison, from prison now where he's serving for child pornography, he says, well, he only told me about one incident and that's why I didn't I'm, pursue charges. I was questioning why in the world would he say that? Maybe he could get out on parole or something sooner because he actually violated the law in this case himself by not reporting it. The bottom line is you, you, you went to a law enforcement official, you reported it, Josh told him what you say, he told him everything. Everything. Five victims. In fact, we took a, a friend with us to because we wanted to make sure that we had a witness that would you know, that would verify that we had shared everything. I know you've said that he gave Josh a stern lecture. He did. What he did. He, he I didn't know what he was going to do. He of God in Josh. Yes. And did he warn him that the law. The, the, the law could come yeah. after him? He said, yes. and if you continue down this path, you're going to destroy your life and you could end up in prison. When that was over, and you, you know, you think, you think it's over, I assume. You thought. We didn't know. We didn't know. Once the story was publicly reported on years later in 2015, Josh issued a statement saying, 12 years ago, as a young teenager, I acted inexcusably, for which I am extremely sorry and deeply regret. I hurt others, including my family and close friends. I confessed this to my parents, who took several steps to help me address the situation. We spoke with authorities where I confessed my wrongdoing, and my parents arranged for me and those affected by my actions to receive counseling. And then his wife, Anna, also gave a statement on Facebook, which said in part, and when you, our sweet fans, first met me, when Josh asked me to marry him, I was able to say yes, knowing who Josh really is. Someone who had gone down a wrong path and had humbled himself before God and those whom he offended. Someone who had received the help he needed to change the direction of his life and do what is right. I want to say thank you to those who took time over a decade ago to help Josh in a time of crisis. Your investment changed his life from going down the wrong path to doing what is right. That didn't age very well, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Even at the time, it wasn't. There's, like, no acknowledgement for, like, the victims and just generally not a great him. Yeah. Yeah, and how he's changed and God and blah, blah, blah. It's like, not, he still went down the wrong path, Anna. I don't like his wife either. We'll talk about that later. But I just think that, yeah, there's a lot of very arrogant people involved in all this. Yeah, I agree. So how everything kind of came to light in the first place is kind of weird. Um, so back in December 2006, so this is a little bit after the molestation would have actually happened, the family was scheduled to appear on the Oprah Winfrey show. And at the time, an anonymous source emailed Winfrey's Harper Studios and called the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline to reveal that Josh Duggar had some past sexual misconduct issues. So from there, the producers of the Oprah Winfrey show alerted the Department of Human Services, canceled the family's appearance on the show, and that is kind of how the investigation began. So from there, um, an investigation was launched by Springdale, Arkansas Police Department, and the investigators spoke with the Duggars' parents and several other family members, and they kind of all described the sexual misconduct that occurred in 2002 and 2003 that was talked about in the report. And they said that no further incidents had occurred since Josh came home in 2003. 
And the family members that were interviewed by the police said they felt safe in their home and they had forgiven Josh for his past behavior. This is why no charges were ever filed in this and why kind of it just seems like he got off with like a slap on the wrist, not even. According to Arkansas law, child sexual abuse charges for offenses must be filed within three years of being reported to a police officer to be within the statute of limitations. And because of the family's earlier contact with Hutchins, the statute had started at the time of their contact with him and had run out by the time of the 2006 investigation. So no charges could be filed, which three is kind of crazy. Three years is such a short time. Like, you know, fair enough if it's 20 years or something maybe, but three years is nothing. Yeah, and well, that's why with a lot of the, you see like the commercials and stuff now, here anyways, a lot of the child sex abuse stuff from like the 60s, 70s, where a lot of kids were molested by priests and stuff, they reopen like a window to report those crimes because the statute of limitations is so short and it wasn't really a thing then. So a lot of people who were molested as kids now and are now in their like 50s and 60s can report it. But for a lot of other things, like even I used to work at a law firm, a lot of things, the statute of limitations, only three years. Crazy. But it makes me wonder, like, I feel like they're not this smart, but doesn't it make you wonder, like, did they kind of know that? Is that why they casually even bothered to tell this police officer friend? Yeah. Yeah. And then they could be like, well, we told a police officer back then. We've done our job. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it kind of seems like that's. That was their defense. They're like, well, we did tell a police officer, but nothing happened. And, you know, by the time it actually came out, it was too late. Very strange. But so because of the allegations, Josh resigned from his position at the Family Research Council on May 21st, 2015. Their show, 19 Kids and Counting, which was at its peak at the time, was canceled. But it was then kind of replaced eventually with a show about Jill and Jessa and it was called Jill and Jessa Counting On, and it followed the lives of the two older sisters who were newly married and were trying to move past everything they'd been through. Counting on them to save the family name. (laughs) Yeah, like part of me is like, oh, well, it's nice that they kind of gave them a platform to move on and kind of talk about this, but then I'm also like, they're still just kind of like exploiting them as victims, but uh, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. So this whole thing also led to a big debate, which is kind of interesting, about the ethics of the police report being released at all, even though it was redacted. So the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act states that the records of a juvenile shall remain confidential and shall not be subject to disclosure under the Freedom of Information Act. Arkansas State Senator Bart Hester said that the law protects minors' identities is not a suggestion and called for Springdale Police Chief Kathy O'Kelly, who released the records, to be fired, saying O'Kelly re-victimized the girls. Springdale City Attorney Ernest Kate defended the release of the records, saying that while Josh Duggar was a minor at the time of the alleged incident, he was 18 in December 2006 when the police report was filed. He added that under these circumstances, the records could be released once minors' names and any identifying information was redacted. Then, I guess it was okay for them to be released. Like, I get what they're saying. It sucks for the girls to feel like they had to be re-victimized, but kind of just the way it all played out, unfortunately. But in May 2015, Judge Stacy Zimmerman ordered all copies of the report to be destroyed after one of the victims in the report who was still a minor at the time requested it to be destroyed. But like I said, it's still on the internet, so I don't really know how that works. It's just a token gesture. 
Yeah, like a sorry this happened. Yeah. Kind of. So just a little about bit about the sisters who were the victims of all this, how they felt when all of this happened. Um on June 5th, 2015, so like a month after it all came out, his sisters Jessa and Jill gave an interview to Megan Kelly on Fox News um discussing the abuse and the reports released. So Jessa called Josh Josh there's too many J names. <laughs> Jessa called Josh's actions as a teen very wrong and stated, I do want to speak up in his defense against people who are calling him a child molester or a pedophile or a rapist, as some people are saying. That is so overboard and a lie, really. I mean, people get mad at me for saying that, but I can say this because I was one of his victims. It's because she's, you know, I get, I, I get what she's saying, but essentially he was a child molester. He molested children. So even though she doesn't believe that's the case, that's not a correct statement, really. Yeah. Um, mm. I talk about it a little more later on because then after the Ashley Madison stuff happens, the girls are kind of more upset because they did stand up for him. Yeah. And it kind of seems like, everyone was forced to believe that like oh he was just young he didn't know any better like it was just a mistake but then it's like how can you say it was a mistake when it after so he yeah. yeah after he has this huge cheating scandal and like he says he has a porn addiction mm -hmm. and you know eventually gets arrested for child porn like these poor girls who are already victims of this yeah. then went on the record defending him it's like they must feel they don't they shouldn't feel stupid but like you can't blame them for feeling that way like they defended him i feel like they had a like a, a very sheltered life as well so with you know no not much probably outside interaction outside their family if they were homeschooled and you know whatever so i, I have no doubt that they were kind of coerced and almost brainwashed into believing that yeah they were they definitely don't know any better and it's not any yeah. fault of their own they're basically raised to be brainwashed by this yeah. weird offshoot religion that basically only says women are <laughs> meant to have as many kids as possible. And if not, then they're garbage. But anyways, get into that later. She said regarding the police report being released, she said the system was set up to protect kids. It greatly failed. And she said that the week preceding the interview had been a thousand times worse for us than the actual abuse. And then Jill, she called the release of the reports a re-victimization. And then Ginger, who was another victim, she wrote a book eventually called The Hope We Had. And in the book, she talked about it a little. She said, talking about like the day it all came out, she said, Earlier that day, Dad had gathered my siblings and me to tell us that the worst trial in our family history, a trial we had long since dealt with and made our peace with, was now public knowledge. Intimate details about our lives were splashed across a magazine page and all over the internet for anyone and everyone to read. I felt shell-shocked as if a bomb had exploded. We took the necessary steps to move toward healing and offered up our forgiveness. Now that it was all out in public, the old wound was opened again, raw and painful. And, like, I do feel bad for them. That's terrible. Imagine having your yeah. business like that where you something that you already feel, like, shame over. Just, like, all over tabloids, like, people and in touch. Like, it. Not that I still feel like it should have came out, obviously, because Josh is a piece of shit, but I just wish they could have been protected somehow. And I feel like, too, like I agree, they should have been protected, but I also feel like they made their money off being public and then the family, like the mom, like the mother and the father, I'm assuming, too, kind of tried to 
cover it up and they kept going they kept going with the shows and all this after all this had happened so it shouldn't be surprising to them that it did come out again um i think when you're in the public eye sometimes you don't get to pick and choose what information is made public about you which i know is probably not right either but um yeah. i feel like they they were quite happy to and i'm not talking about the girls obviously because i know that they were the victims in this but that the family were quite happy to take the money but then when things came out that didn't suit them if that makes yeah. sense like yeah it all, so. it all falls on the parents yeah absolutely so i'm absolutely not saying that the kids should have just sucked it up and you know dealt with it but i'm saying that this was a decision that the parents made to keep going after all this stuff happened yeah and like when it all came out they could have just kind of tried to fade the into the shadows let's protect, let's protect our family now and you know work on healing but they didn't so anyway yeah, they just kept their names out there. Yeah. All this, like, we were just saying kind of how the girls were, like, brainwashed in a way. Like, I hate saying that because um, in the scope of true crime, religion is generally not great. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that in real life. Obviously, there's religious people out there who are very normal and fine. But in scope of true crime, like we're talking about, generally it isn't great like it's generally someone who is trying to manipulate other people trying to brainwash other people trying to get control of other people and takes advantage of people who are more impressionable yeah vulnerable is the word i'm looking for so i was interested in a little bit more about their religion in terms of this and kind of how it all came into play and how they just tried to brush it under the rug and how the girls were kind of just meant to forgive josh and move on like nothing happened so i won't get into it too much it will i'll link some articles in our blog about it if you want to read more but i did find one good article from mike.com mic.com and it says inside the christian cult that told the duggars to blame their daughters for the abuse and just a quote from that is while the duggars beliefs in the quiverful movement came off as a harmless quirk to tlc fans Its archaic view of sex and the role of women created an atmosphere where public image was valued above all else. Kind of goes with what you were saying before. They just were pushing for the show, for the wholesome image, and just wanted this, like, public, clean persona while ignoring that their children were kind of being victimized because of it. But back to the quote. And where victims of sexual abuse are blamed for the crimes committed against them. Blaming the underage victims of sexual abuse rather than the perpetrator of the abuse is the logical conclusion of the quiverful worldviews. In the article, they interviewed a woman named Vicki Garrison, and she was a former adherent to the movement who is now very outspoken against it. Um, in the article, she said, This is not an uncommon occurrence in quiverful families, the isolation, keeping children from actual education about sex. All these things build up in a cult build up a culture in which it's hard to even say what's happening. There would be a lot of self-doubt, there'd be a lot of self-blame, and there would be a lot of victim-blaming. In this article also, it talked a little bit about another type of thing that they believed in. It kind of was a program that showed them how to do homeschooling. And in that program, there's a worksheet in there about how to handle um sexual abuse inside like christian homeschooling so clearly it was something that happened enough that they felt they needed a worksheet on it but in the worksheet it basically said to question the girl the victim on why this happened and 
it gave reasons for why it could happen and it was like dressed inappropriately you like basically saying like the girl tempted the abuser and that made they hang out with the wrong friends maybe they didn't listen to their parents like i said i'll put it all on the blog but i don't want to get that deep into this because the episode would be very long then but just something to keep in mind so that brings us to the next scandal which is the ashley madison scandal which if you remember in 2015 that was a big to do that was all over the news because a bunch of people got exposed being on ashley madison In August that same year, private information of upwards of 30 million Ashley Madison users had been dumped online by hackers who had previously promised to do so if this site and its sister's sites named Cougar Life and Established Men remained active. So if you don't know, Ashley Madison was a website that was created to facilitate cheating on your spouse and having an affair. Gawker reported that Josh appeared to have active accounts on Ashley Madison, and they did a really in-depth article kind of with all the data mining and everything. So we put some of that in the blog, and obviously we'll link the website if you want to read the whole article. But according to Gawker, it says, Someone using a credit card belonging to Joshua J. Duggar with a billing address that matches the home in Fayetteville, Arkansas, owned by his grandmother, Mary, a home that was consistently shown on their now-canceled TV show and in which Anna Duggar gave birth to their first child, paid a total of $986.76 for two different monthly Ashley Madison subscriptions from February 2013 until May of 2015. According to the data, Josh Duggar was paying Ashley Madison in order to find an extramarital partner for the following acts. And then it's like a list of all different things I'm guessing you can select on the website. So things he wants and things he likes. <laughs> yeah. So just to lighten the mood a little for a laugh, <laughs> the list is conventional sex, experimenting with sex toys, one night stands, open to experimentation, gentleness. Good with your hands, sensual massage, extended foreplay slash teasing, bubble bath for two, likes to give oral sex, (laughs) likes to receive oral sex, someone I can teach, someone who can teach me, kissing, cuddling and hugging, sharing fantasies, sex talk. Side note, I was talking to my boyfriend about all this because I was like, isn't that wild that all of this stuff came out? And I was reading the list to him and he was like, honestly, someone I can teach just means that you like little kids. And I was like, kind of true. Yeah. So then I guess you could also list turn-ons. So these are a list of turn-ons that he offered up. A professional slash well-groomed, stylish slash classy. (laughs) These are just like the weirdest subjects. Um, Casual jeans slash t-shirt type, muscular fit body, petite figure, tall height, short height. So really any height, I guess. He's not very picky. (laughs) No, I think he just checked them all. Long hair, short hair, girl next door, naughty girl, sense of humor, imagination, creative and adventurous, relaxed and easygoing, aggressive, take charge nature, confidence, discretion secrecy that's a big one for him <laughs> yeah right that should be top. um good personal hygiene average sex drive high sex drive dislikes routine has a secret love nest because you know i can't do it at home <laughs> disease free drug free and natural breasts 
The dislikes routine is quite funny to me or interesting to me because I have no doubt that their life was probably very routine and scheduled and structured. So um, that's very. an interesting one to me. From the clips that I saw today that almost put me to sleep, it was very routine and boring. Yeah. Like I think with 19 kids, you'd have to be as a parent. You'd have to be yeah. routine. Well, like, also, they don't let them do anything. Chaos. Yeah, exactly. So They're not allowed to like, watch TV, listen to music. Like. Just, yeah. So the two accounts overlap by a period of a few months. When he watched the second account, he paid an initial fee of $250 that appears to have gone toward the purchase of an affair guarantee, which was customers who buy 1,000 credits for $250 receive a money-back affair guarantee if they don't have an affair within three months. Mm -hmm. So he just really wanted to make sure he was going to have an affair. He was going to get his money back. I was just having a look too. Ashley Madison is still up and like their slogan is life is short, have an affair. So he was really in, Yeah, that's the tagline. So I'm assuming they'll have many users after this <laughs> fucking embarrassing hack happened. <laughs> um his usernames on there were Josh underscore the underscore man. So Josh the man. And his other username was ready number four this dc ready for this dc um olivia and i were trying to speculate what dc could be and she's you said you hoped it was dick so ready ready for this dick i don't know what else it could be maybe maybe i'm missing something totally obvious but (laughs) yeah if you have any ideas uh let us know on instagram but at first i was like oh washington dc and i was like they live in fucking arkansas (laughs) so yeah i don't know what dc could mean So, of course, once all this information came out, Josh confessed to having a pornography addiction and cheating on his wife, Anna, in an apologetic statement on their family website. Before I read the statement, I wonder, like, I haven't seen anyone saying, like, did he actually have an affair? Like, did he actually meet up with people and cheat on her? Or did he just, like, have an affair online? I I feel like he didn't because surely the person would have come out and said it like maybe maybe they're embarrassed (laughs) but you know I don't know I feel like if if he did I feel like it would have made news and someone surely would have come out and said something yeah and I feel like I don't know I just feel like not too many women would be dying to get with Josh Duggar (laughs) I don't know so anyways his statement when all this came out was I've been the biggest hypocrite ever while espousing faith and family values i have secretly over the last several years been viewing pornography on the internet and this became a secret addiction and i became unfaithful to my wife i'm so ashamed of the double life that i have been living and am grieved keep be quiet (laughs) all right well very inappropriate meowing um i'm so ashamed of the double life that i've been living and am grieved for the hurt and pain and disgrace my sins has caused side note there's a lot of like typos in this like no one proofread it has caused my wife and family and most of all jesus and all those who profess faith in him i brought her in a reproach to my family close friends and the fans of our show with my actions that happened when i was 14 to 15 years old and now i have rebroken their trust the last few years, while publicly stating I was fighting against immorality in our country, I was hiding my own personal failings. As I am learning the hard way, we have the freedom to choose our actions, but we do not get to choose our consequences. I deeply regret all hurt, all the hurt, 
I have caused so many by being such a bad example. I humbly ask for your forgiveness. Please pray for my precious wife, Anna, and our family during this time. Josh Duggar clearly not the most, the sharpest tool in the shed. He's like, no. I just can't believe he was ever so arrogant and cocky to think that this would never come out. He just seems really stupid, but he doesn't like yeah. know that he's really stupid. Because <laughs> even the statement, it's like half a run-on sentence. It's missing yeah. a lot of words. It's like they had to have had a PR person, of, sure. or unless it Maybe. was Jim, Jim Bob and Michelle. <laughs> so from there on the new show, Counting On, about Jill and Jessa, they both opened up about the situation. Jessa said, it was very difficult. This is like what I mentioned before, how they kind of felt extra betrayed and upset now because they were just like basically played by him again so jessa said it was very difficult i feel like it was especially difficult for me i had spoke out in defense of josh and had stood up for him and then there was another whole wave of things that came through so it was really difficult for me i stood up here i spoke out for him and there were things that he was hiding so this is a clip of Jill and Jessa both talking about it. First is Jill talking about it and then Jessa talking about it. You publicly defended Josh and then this breaks. Were you like, can I, how can you do this to Jessa and I? I did think about, like Derek and I talked about, how um, earlier this year when um, Jess and I were talking with uh, Megan Kelly, we wanted to come out and say the truth. And I feel like we did that. And looking back, I still would have done that. I still would have said the truth of what happened. But knowing now... Um, what Joshua was hiding. Um, I I feel like, you know, um, it wasn't right for him to let us speak our words without having the full knowledge of what he was hiding. I mean, it was one thing months before when we looked back on the situation that happened when he was a teenager and saying, that was so long ago, but here's something like present day, like today, this is, this is an issue that's happened right now. And the other situation, we had already brought closure to that. That was something of the past. But um, yeah, for sure, it was, it was really difficult to, to come to grips with that. And like I said before, I feel like they were played, like it was spun off, like Josh was just young and dumb. And it's probably really scary and hard to find out that, like it was probably almost easier for the girls to believe, like it was just a mistake. He was young and didn't know any better. But now you're realizing he actually is a pedophile and a monster and like purposefully molested you. So it must have been a lot for them to deal with. Um And then this is a clip of Anna talking about the betrayal. It was hard. It was hard to realize that it was such a public thing. And so not only was it it a betrayal against me, 
but it was also a betrayal for those that call themselves Christian because here we were as a Christian couple. Everyone was able to see us get married and and to vow before God to be loyal to each other, and that loyalty was broken. Um, and so, um, you know, for my heart, it was just like, how, you know, how could how could this happen in our marriage? Josh was my first love. He's my one and only. Um, but I knew that my only hope was to cling to my faith because I know if I went off of what I was feeling, I would turn a mess into a disaster. And so I think in the stun and in the shock of everything, I was just praying, God, help, help me to know how to respond to all of this. You know, I, I didn't know what to do. I knew we needed help. And I was just praying that God would give the, the help and the wisdom that we needed to know how to take the next step. So that brings us to the 2021 charges, which you are going to get into. So it's not just me talking the whole episode. <laughs> so this has all happened in the last few months. On April 29 this year, the U.S. Marshals arrested Josh on federal charges of receiving and possessing child pornography. They alleged that he obtained the images in May 2019 and that his used car dealership, which was called Wholesale Motor Cars. When I was reading this, just as a little aside, I read that as Wholesome Motor Cars. <laughs> I was like, that would be really, really on brand, but also off brand at the same time. <laughs> um, so his car dealership was searched by Homeland Security agents in November 2019 as part of an initiative launched by the Department of Justice to protect children from sex abuse and exploitation. Interestingly, in December 2019, the Duggar family did put out a statement. They said, we were shocked to see a news report today state that our home was raided by federal law enforcement agencies. This is not true, which I guess is true because they raided the car yard. <laughs> to the best of our knowledge, it is also not true that any of, member of our family is the target of any investigation of any kind. Living a life in the public's eye has taught us that it is best not to reply to every rumour and every piece of fake news that is circulated online. It would be a full-time job if we attempted to do so. However, because of tonight's media coverage, we thought it is important to address this rumour with you. Thank you for the love and support that we can always count on in you, our fans and friends. So that was an interesting. Yeah, they seemed very smug to just be outwardly lying to everyone. Yeah, yeah. The federal grand jury's indictment accuses Josh of having knowingly received pornographic images of children who were under 12 years old. Following his arrest, Josh was booked into the Washington County Jail. On April 30, 2021, Josh pled not guilty to one count of receiving child pornography and one count of possessing child pornography, with his attorneys indicating that he would fight back in the courtroom against the charges. Judge Christy Comstock of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Arkansas ruled that he would, not, he would be allowed to leave the detention centre, but that he could not go back to his family. Instead, Josh would be released to a designated third-party custodians who are LeCount and Maria Reba. Described in court as close friends of the Duggars. They said he will be confined to their home and monitored with GPS tracking. The judge said that she cannot, in good conscience, release Josh to his pregnant wife, Anna, and their six children. He has been granted unlimited contact with his children as so long as Anna is pregnant. Ah, uh, sorry, pregnant. <laughs> he has been granted unlimited contact with his children so long as Anna is present. Josh may not see any other minor child, including his nieces and nephews. And the judge said to him, don't make me regret this decision. 
So that was in April. Um, on May 5th, Josh appeared at a virtual detention hearing where it was said he had over 200 images of children on his computer. A forensic exam of his devices, which were a HP computer and a MacBook, which included a backup of an iPhone 8, found multiple files containing child porn had been downloaded. The devices were seized by Homeland Security in March 2020, and an agent named Gerald Faulkner provided a summary of the forensic analysis. He described multiple torrent files downloaded from a child abuse series, and he described it as within the top five worst of the worst that he has ever examined that involve minor children ranging from 18 months to 12 years. He said, as I can say, and I can say in 11 years of doing this and the thousands and thousands of child pornography images and videos I've unfortunately had to see, the series ranks in the top five of the worst that, of the worst that I've ever had to examine. Multiple child pornography files were found in a recently viewed folder, meaning that the user had unzipped those torrent files and viewed them on the desktop. Approximately over 200 images that were flagged as child sex abuse material involving naked minors engaging in sexual activity were located on an unallocated space on Josh's computer, meaning that those files had been deleted, but they were not off the hard drive. One of the videos that Josh had in his possession is called Daisy's Destruction. If you've ever heard of the Australian pedophile Peter Scully, then you've probably heard of it as it's his most notorious video. We won't go into detail about it because it's revolting, but if you want, you can Google it and find out more information. But basically it's about murder porn involving children. It's really, really, really horrendous. Uh, Investigators also uncovered a program installed on his computer that monitored his internet usage and would report its findings to his wife. So this makes me think that she had a bit of an idea maybe about what was going on. Yeah. The program is called Covenant Eyes and it's a Christian-based accountability software that is meant to protect users from objectionable content and help monitor their screen activity of those with porn addictions. The software periodically captures screenshots, which are then analysed by artificial intelligence and sent to a trusted ally, a.k.a. his wife, who can hold the user accountable for their internet use. Josh found a way around the program, though. According to Faulkner, Covenant Eyes was unable to detect his internet use after a password-protected network was installed on his computer and he kept the porn on that isolated part of the hard drive that was not monitored by Covenant Eyes. Not a great look for Covenant Eyes since it clearly didn't fucking work. But also, like, not only did he have child porn on his computer, which is obviously fucking terrible, but it's like, he doesn't seem like the brightest person in all of this computer. Like, I feel like I'm pretty computer savvy, but it seems like he went to great extents to view this child porn and not get caught for however long. Like, some of this stuff I would really have to try to figure out how to do, but somehow... Josh Duggar figured out how to have an isolated part of his hard drive that's not detected by this program and even download child pornography off the dark web or wherever at all. So it's like he really put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, exactly. Like he went to a lot of trouble to make sure that Anna couldn't see what or whoever couldn't see what he was doing. I my hope is that Anna put that um, program on there just to monitor his adult porn use i hope that she didn't know anything about this surely she, i don't know as a mother of nearly seven children surely she wouldn't be standing for that but yeah. anyway who knows um so a federal judge set a trial date of july 6 
Josh's lawyer, Justin Gelfand, has been seeking to move the trial to February 2022. He cited his workload and a court backlog as additional reasons for postponement. So I read an article on Yahoo and it said the prosecution filed a motion partially objecting to the postponement request. The filing states that the prosecutors are not opposed to moving the date of the trial for further discovery, but that they believe three months is a sufficient amount of time. If their request is granted, the trial will begin in October this year instead of February next year. Um, If he is convicted, he could receive up to 20 years in federal prison and up to $250,000 fine for each count, making his total possible sentence 40 years. So I don't know. So then I guess also a $500,000 fine. While we were, when we were about to record this, I just had to look in. In the last few days, the media's kind of had a few articles about the Duggars. I guess, you know, he's in the spotlight, so they're cashing in at the moment. Yeah, posting um, whatever they can. Yeah. Fox News published an article on June 24, which gave some info about his current living conditions. It says an eyewitness tells Fox News that the house in which Duggar is living in with a married couple and their 22-year-old daughter had absolutely no activity this past Sunday, which was Father's Day. The area where the home is located is indeed desolate, the source added. Very few cars pass through the neighbourhood. The eyewitness also told Fox that the property where he's hiding appears hidden, instills an uneasy feeling as well to passerbyers. Very dramatic. <laughs> I think this is kind of a reaching article that is trying sure. to find something to talk about. I feel that before Josh's scandal, the property was better taken care of than it is now, but I understand that a 24-7 babysitter of an adult probably doesn't have time to keep a very well-manicured lawn. <laughs> so the, uh, that was kind of a nothing article, but I thought I'd put it in just because it's, you know, interesting. Really? This one is a little bit more interesting. So the very reputable source of Daily Mail, <laughs> but I've seen Our it favorite. also... <laughs> I've seen it also reported a few other places, and this is like just today. So this is literally breaking news. Um, they've revealed that Josh Duggar's brother-in-law is dating the daughter of his babysitters, basically. The headline says, Josh Duggar's brother-in-law is dating the daughter of the conservative Christian couple who agreed to house the father of six while he's out on bail for child porn. So basically the Reavers have said that they have known the Duggars for six to eight years, but that they said they didn't know Josh particularly well. But there's been some social media screen grabs that reveal that David Keller, who is the younger brother of Anna, who's Josh's wife, is currently courting Hannah Reber, who's the daughter of these, you know, of the babysitters, basically. They've made both made some posts, which they've made their accounts private now, but the internet never forgets. So I can't believe they didn't make it private in the first place. Um, She made a post and it's of her and him. It looks like maybe a FaceTime grab or something and it says dear david god gives good gifts and she's tagged him and then he made a post of her carrying a bunch of flowers and it says hey everyone i'd like you to meet hannah reba i've really enjoyed getting to know her god gives good gifts and then he quotes james 1 17 so yeah that's an interesting um union i guess like i guess it's not breaking the rules or whatever because i guess it doesn't really affect the whole situation like he's still not at his family home but it's still just kind of like weird i guess one thing it maybe kind of shows to me is that anna is still sticking by josh because if she wasn't i feel like she would not be encouraging her brother to be with do you know what i mean someone who is still associated with josh yeah so i feel like that's a sign that she is planning to stick by him for now at least yeah, and even though there's been no official statement on that, um, we'll get into that more in a minute, I would 
absolutely not. I would be more shocked if she left than if she doesn't. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I, I feel like, yeah, I agree. I I think it may depend on the outcome of the trial. Like, anyway, we can talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah. The last thing that we'll just chat about quickly is some family reactions from the Duggars and their associated, you know, group. So Jessa Duggar and her partner, Ben Seawold, released an Instagram statement. They said, we are saddened to hear of any charges against Josh. As Christians, we stand against any form of pornography or abuse, and we desire for the truth to be exposed, whatever that may be. Our prayers are with their family as they walk through this difficult time. That's kind of interesting to me because their family, like I know Josh has his own family, but essentially he's still his Jess's family too. Yeah, I think so some of the older girls <laughs> who were also victims are kind of like distancing, distancing themselves, themselves and done yeah. with them all at this point. Yeah. Uh, Ginger Duggar and Jeremy Vuolo also released an Instagram statement. We're disturbed to hear of the charges against Josh. While this case must go through the legal system, we want to make it clear that we absolutely condemn any form of child abuse and fully support authorities and the judicial process in their pursuit of justice. So then Jill Duggar and Derek Dillard. So Jill and Derek have distanced themselves from the families over the last few years, which isn't really surprising, but they made a statement to US Weekly and theirs is, we just found out this information yesterday. It is very sad. I feel like when they say statement to US Weekly, that US Weekly called them and was like, do you have anything to say? And they were just like, it's very sad. And we just found out yesterday. It's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Michelle and Jim Bob released a statement also to US Weekly. We appreciate your continued prayers for our family at this time. The accusations brought against Joshua today are very serious. It is our prayer that the truth, no matter what it is, will come to light and that this will all be resolved in a timely manner. We love Josh and Anna and continue to pray for their family. And then Anna is the last one. Um, She hasn't really said anything publicly about it since it's happened. I think she's made a few, well, like for me, as I said above, I think, you know, the her brother dating the babysitter's daughter is a bit of a sign, but um, a source told People magazine that she's standing by her husband and she thinks he's innocent, which isn't really shocking because she didn't really seem to care much about the, you know, molestation charges or, you know, accusations and the affair on Ashley Madison. Um, she didn't post anything, though, on Father's Day and hasn't posted anything at all on social media since Josh's arrest. And she turned off the comments on her instagram (laughs) i don't blame her for that really um yeah yeah. i just looked up her instagram it's still there it's got lots of photos of the kids it says anna duggar i'm a christian happily married and have six beautiful children yeah um like i i I don't know i kind of alternate because i do feel for her because this is a really shitty situation if she didn't know about it imagine being the single mother of seven children and having a husband who's possibly a convicted child pornographer um, yeah i i don't know much about her like religious upbringing but i think a lot of it is it's like she's almost brainwashed too in a sense where yeah. i think a lot of them believe just because of how they're raised they believe like this is god's path for me like you know they don't believe in divorce they they believe in like god gave you this difficult time because he knows you can handle it or whatever lame motivational quotes they say to try to make women or anyone suffer through hard times in the name of god but i feel like that really is what they believe and while she does come off as awful and insensitive with like her statement about the molestation and just like if she sticks by him during this it's like how much can you blame them when 
they like don't know any better it seems like i at least with like the girls like the girls the Duggar girls like they've been you know they've been raised this way because they were on a tv show about it and just like they and now that they're growing up kind of and you know seeing like the big different world it seems like they're kind of distancing themselves from their parents upbringing but i don't know it just seems like They've all been brainwashed to believe that this is the path God chose for them and stand by your husband and yeah, et cetera. I have to wonder bad. if Anna's kind of my, my personal theory is that Anna won't do anything until the trial. And if he's found guilty, maybe she will divorce him. But then also it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't, because in the end he's going to be in jail for a long, long time. So he isn't essentially going to post a threat to their children. But I just have to wonder how that works as a mother if you do not um, – do you know what I mean? Like if you if you are yeah. married to someone who ends up being a child abuser, what happens to – like, you know, I think like it'll be them- different. Yeah, to, and, like, surely that's her duty of care. Her duty of care is to her children and not to her convicted husband, if he is convicted. Um, like, in their eyes, which is worse, being married to a convicted pedophile or yeah. divorce? And the other thing is, I don't know, like, I, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out, I guess, and what the evidence is, but I don't think there's any doubt that he had these images on his computer and that he went around the the covenant eyes to you know, hide from Anna. So I don't know right? if, if he's not found guilty, what is she going to do then? I don't know either. But even it's like one of those situations where you're like, how can you even plead not guilty? Yeah. They not only have that the stuff was on his computer, that he looked at it. It's also a mass amount of like 200 images. Some of like the worst, most notorious, like the one video that you mentioned, the Daisy's destruction one, like it, well, there was always like rumors about it on the internet and because the guy peter scully is like a disgusting human being if you want to ruin your day go read a little bit about him but this video is so notorious that you know rumors started about it online or whatever to the point where people thought it was like an urban legend like it was just internet rumors Very terrible and- it couldn't be true and then, like, eventually, once he was finally, Peter Scully was, like, tracked down and arrested, it came out that it really was true all along. So, like, that's how bad it was that people thought it was just, like, fake internet gossip because it's really is just torture, murder porn of kids. But, like, so not only did Josh Duggar have child porn, it's, like, murder porn, torture porn. Like, that is, like, the ultimate red flag especially for someone who has so many children. It's disgusting. I feel like, too, it would have been easier for him to maybe, ple- you know, to be found not guilty if the porn was just there in a, you know, basic area on his desktop because he could have said, you know, maybe he got hacked. It was an someone accident. Put it there. Yeah, like yeah, he accidentally downloaded an email that had all this porn, whatever. There'd be some other way you could do it. But now that he's actually sick and, you know, seeked to or sought out to hide the documents it just i feel like shows that it was intentional yeah like he clearly went out of his way to avoid this program on his computer and like learned how to be a fucking software engineer just so he could look at his this child porn like that's i mean he's clearly caught like red-handed i don't even know how he's able to plead will be able to plead not guilty he did plead not guilty right yeah 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 i'm sure we read that above yeah we did so so so, like um, what is his defense gonna be like, it wasn't my computer. It says, yeah, so they've just said he pled not guilty to the counts and he would fight back in the courtroom, so. 
Another yeah. interesting thing, I had this in and I took it out because it was a little confusing, but apparently at the virtual hearing or whatever, his lawyers and him, they like wouldn't let the judge or anyone say what the charges actually were. Like they weren't allowed to say the charges out loud for some reason. And I wonder if that was part of the whole like trying to preserve his image at all. Mm-hmm. But like everyone knew what he was arrested for. Like it's public info. But that was weird. They wouldn't let him yeah. say it. <sighs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the trial. Hopefully it's October this year. Otherwise we'll be waiting for a long time again. Another thing I thought was entertaining was when he was trying to get out on bail or whatever he was saying how he's he can't be a flight risk because he's too much of a celebrity (laughs) it's like i honestly if i saw josh duggar in public i would have no fucking idea we were also talking about if he may be a suicide risk which i personally don't think he is because i think he's too arrogant too cocky and thinks he's invincible at this point that he wouldn't do it and also, it's a sin, not that he yes. seems to care about sins. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to commit any more sins. Yeah. But, yeah, we were talking about it because when I was doing the research for it and I sent some parts to Olivia while I was doing it, and just, like, the Ashley Madison stuff that came out, like, imagine that stuff coming out about you. How fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like, that's why I said I would – just even thinking about that, I would light myself on fire. And I was like, how did he not kill himself after that he was paying to try to have an affair and like all of his weird kinks and stuff like that were just blasted. But then again, it's like, you know, he already had the fact that he molested his fucking sisters all over the media. So I guess this kind of was just like a drop in the bucket, really. Crazy. Yeah, I do alternate between feeling bad for Anna and just wanting to shake her and say, stand up for yourself. (laughs) But I don't know. It's almost like... Easier said than done. The whole battered women thing where like they yeah. just are like stuck in it where it's like yeah. i just feel like i'm curious i'll have to like look up more about her upbringing and if it's worth talking about we can bring it up again but yeah like you just like have to blame their parents like for, mm. for teach them better like to not accept this fucking garbage behavior from men i was just googling anna to see if there's anything else about her you know it comes out with like the suggested um searches one is does anna duggar have a degree and it says after high school anna enrolled in an online christian college program from which she received a degree in early child education Hmm. so Mm. you'd think that she would really care about children yeah yeah i feel like like i said i think that she is just kind of brainwashed in a way too and it's like you do feel bad for her in a sense but like you said you just want to be like come on like it's literally the worst of the fucking worst like there is actually nothing worse that he could have, well, I guess, actually yeah. been in the child pornography would probably be worse. But, like, there is almost nothing worse than that. Yeah, like, at, at what point is, is enough enough? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's everything up to date at the time of recording this. I didn't say it in the beginning because I was so distraught about Olivia's injury, but today is June <laughs> 25th, Friday. So if anything else happens after that, we'll talk about it in the future. And we will definitely, if you don't want to have to wait for the next episode on it to come out or whatever, definitely follow us on Instagram. Definitely like our Facebook page because we are almost at 100,000 likes. So please go do that. 
We're close. We're over 100,000 followers, so I don't know why those followers don't also like us. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) It's dumb that it's two separate things. I I don't actually know what the point is because if you like, you also follow. Maybe those people don't like us and don't want to to give us the like, but they still want the news. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, so whenever there's like a new breaking news or whatever we post about it and like i said our facebook page is basically the wild west now so if you want to go fight with people about it feel free we don't really fucking care um facebook doesn't care either so (laughs) yeah i mean the worst that happens is we get shadow banned sometimes but whatever and facebook hides comments as well but the comments i've noticed they're hiding are so i think i know i probably spoke about this last time but the comments they hide are so not offensive it's like wow this is a terrible murder and they decide to hide because the word murder (laughs) i don't know i don't know what's going on over there anymore who knows yeah but (laughs) definitely check out our instagram too we always post stuff there in our stories i try to post some polls to spice it up Uh, we post some memes yeah but we're trying to get our other platforms going after our Facebook group kind of had to be put on pause because Facebook sucks. So yeah, be sure to check those out. And like we always say, we'll have all the clips and articles and things worth looking at on our blog on this, which is truecrimesocietyblog.com. And if you want to talk about every other crime ever, we have a forum at truecrimesociety.com. And that's really it, I think. Yep, yep. But we will be back next time with another episode about something related to crime. (laughs) Something exciting. All right. Well, bye. Yeah.